Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February 24th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well and high spirits. Um, let's see, how am I doing? Pretty good. So far, so good. It's Friday, Friday. Um, so happy Friday to all. Um, you know, whenever you're listening to this, wherever. Uh, let's see. I have a good food corner to report. Um, a little bit more from my DoorDash Chronicles. I um, I ordered some First Watch uh, for lunch. So I got, I guess you could say brunch. Uh, which I gotta say, it's not my favorite time or favorite like food category to really order out of. But usually what I'm gonna do is order some breakfast thing and then order some lunch thing. And I call it brunch, right? So essentially, that's the spirit of what I did here. I had a two stack um, of pancakes. And if you're not familiar with First Watch, they sell like really big face pancakes, like the really huge. I wish I could like think of a diameter to like give you, but they're just really big, about the size of your face, I guess you could say. Um, so I had two of them things. Then I got a B L E T. So, bacon, lettuce, egg, and tomato. Um, I've got to say it was really good. I think my favorite part about it was the bread they used. Some kind of like, I don't know, like multi-oat banger bread. I don't know. It was really good. And um, I got a side of seasoned hash browns, which like come with like onions in them. And I'm an onion guy, so that was perfect. Um, Yeah, overall, good meal. Really enjoyed it. Uh, gotta say my door dashes have been really good service, which I'm really, um, yeah, like I personally am like, yeah, good. Cause I, I going through that whole process being a dasher, um, it just was really like, a. I gotta say it was a good experience for me in the sense of like really being on that side of it because I had gotten turned off of DoorDash because one, it's very expensive. Two, my order had gotten messed up a time or two. And I'm like, man, like this is so upsetting. Like I just won't do this anymore. It's not worth it. Um, but you know, being a thing a little better now, time's a little better. And now I'm on the other side of the app, which is nice. Um, I know it's definitely given me a good appreciation. And so, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just enjoying the, the moment, if you will. Um, but yeah, I got to pig out on my break and it was yummy. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, anything else? Nope. That's about it. Uh, we can go and get into some news. Let's see, from the Associated Press, Israeli government advances judicial judicial overhaul despite uproar. Uh, so this has been something that's been kind of building, uh, a lot of protests, a lot of people out on the street about it um, in Israel. Uh, essentially, it's not so much about the conflict between um, Israel and Palestine, though the next article we're going to get to is going to cover that. Uh, it's really just about some of the reforms or changes that Netanyahu and his, you know, ultra, ultra right, you know, party are trying to push. Uh, I guess I kind of want to give you like the long short here, but essentially their overall plan is to get more control over their Supreme Court, like through their parliament. So this is more or less like what happened Tuesday was like the first step that is really saying like, yes, this is going to happen. We're going full steam ahead. Um, And essentially these kind of changes are going to make it 
easier for Parliament to interfere with what the Supreme Court is doing. And, um, I mean, that has positive effects for Netanyahu, who is, you know, currently under investigation for, like, corruption charges and shit like that. Something that he says is, like, a fraudulent thing and is used by his opposition to, like, keep him down. But, uh, essentially, I think it's part of the reason why he's made this push, you know, and and gotten prime minister by any means necessary, aligning himself with these, you know, ultra-right, you know, very conservative, you know, parts you know party members um so i mean it's looking like it's it's going to happen it's just happening in the you know the the steps that it's supposed to go um let's see the 63 47 vote after midnight gave initial approval to a plan that would give netanyahu's coalition more power over who becomes a judge it is part of a broader package that changes a, a broader package of changes that seeks to weaken the country's Supreme Court and transfer more power to its to the ruling coalition. Um, so it's it's a really big move, and um, you know, sadly, this is just the start of it. Um, I will say though, it's good to see people out on the street saying like, "This is messed up. This isn't how democracy is supposed to go." Um, though I, I gotta say, this despite despite the fact that I am definitely like with the people on this i'm with the people protesting and you know i i think they're right that this is a problem and this should there should be something done to stop it um also even the president like even though he's a figurehead has also like called for like hey could you guys like stop and like maybe try to find some kind of middle ground with the people here um but there's a quote from netanyahu um the people exercise their right to vote and in the elections and the people's representatives will exercise their right to vote here in Israel's Kesenet, which is like, you know, their government, governing body. Um, it's called democracy, Netanyahu said, um, though he left the door open for dialogue on the planned changes, which is bullshit. I don't think he's really negotiating here. I think he's just kind of keeping an open hand to say he's keeping an open hand. Um, like, but that quote... I, I, it does kind of resonate with me because I think people, especially, you know, if you're, if you're of the Western variety, you immediately think and hear democracy and think it's perfect. You think that it's this dove, um, and it's, it's, it's only there to make the people better and it's, it's free will exercised, you know, it's majority rule. It, it makes the most sense. It's good. It's right. Um, but it doesn't mean it's without its flaws. And I think, especially when you're, you're talking about it from this perspective, you're seeing how it can be used and exploited for these people in power to do what they want to do, um, which is a shame. Um, now, granted, you know, our exact model doesn't work like this. This is more of a, a European Western version, you know, since we're talking about like a parliament and yada, yada, yada. But I mean... It, I, I, I look at what is happening and I go, man, I wish we did have that power, right? Like, wouldn't that be so cool? Because we have, like, all this shit going on, you know, with our Supreme Court and they're over here, you know, saying, like, you can't have abortions and shit like that. Wouldn't it be nice just to be able to supersede it? Granted, we do have ways. This is our Congress fucking sucks. But, you know, this idea sounds great on paper, but then you see how this coalition is using it and the negative effects of it, and it's scary, and it's upsetting. And I think it is at least a good reminder to show that, look, 
there's no ideology, there's no government style that is without its flaws. And I think it's important to talk about that and mention it. And, um, you know, obviously this is a big moment in news that has been kind of mounting and I've been kind of waiting to cover it. And I felt like this was a good time to kind of, you know, slip in here and start talking about it. So I imagine there's going to be more to update here. Um, but we can move on to the other half that I wanted to cover. Um, let's read the title from Reuters. Israeli troops kill 11 Palestinians in West Bank clash, medics say. So this was a raid that took place in Nablus, uh, West Bank, which is, in, you know, in Palestine. Um, Israeli troops killed 11 Palestinians, including at least four gunmen and four civilians, and wounded more than 100 people during a Wednesday raid on a city in the occupied West Bank witnesses uh, militant groups said, um, and, and also medical officials said, sorry. Um, so, I mean, on this paper, it, it, it's part of this tit for tat that is always taking place here, but I always feel like the, the aggression is always lopsided in these conversations. Obviously that's my bias looking in and reading these things and talking about it, but in the situation that unfolded here, like, yes, you came here to get these people who were, like, commanders of this militant faction, you know, they're, they're plotting, they're scheming. So, yes, that, that is the point of this. But what unfolded is just way too much damage. And it, it, this happens way too often. It's not like, like this is a rare occurrence. This is, this is the time that I'm covering it because it's made such news. Like, it just made such coverage that it had to be talked about. So, like... Yeah, you could say business as usual, but there's a situation here where there are people who were running away and they were shot and killed who had no business being shot and killed, but they're just there because they're guilty by association, according to these troops. Um, you know, two mentioned a 72-year-old man and a 14-year-old boy. And you're sitting there saying, like, yeah, these guys were definitely a part of this. They were definitely aiding, abetting, or whatever. It's like they weren't armed, dude. They just weren't going to do anything to you. They meant you no harm. And you just killed them. Um, it is a sad fucking thing that I keep seeing when I look at this coverage. And it, and it can be portrayed in any kind of way you want by, you know, the powers that be. <laughs> um, but it's bold. It's, it's in your face all the time. And it's very frustrating. It's frustrating as hell, too, that we have, you know, uh, Americans coming and saying, like, oh, yeah, this is so bad. They need to cut it out. They need to stop it. But that's it. That is the worst. That is the, the, the harshest condemnation that you're going to get in this situation. And it's just not enough. And even then, that that is met with an uproar, you know, by, um, you know, people in Israel. Like, how dare you? Like, you need to stay out of this. You're meddling. These affairs have nothing to do with you. And you don't understand any of it. Um, It's very frustrating. It's a very frustrating conversation to have. Um, I obviously get that you want to protect your people and protect your nation, but I will keep bringing this up. This is supposed to be, you know, two states equal and it has never felt and looked like that ever. Um, so it's very frustrating. Um, excuse me. Sorry. I did not cover that perp. Um, but there was an extension of the tit for tat. Um, I believe, um, Hamas, um, let's see, I think Thursday, um, they fired some missiles from Gaza to Israel, 
But of course, given the situation, the Iron Dome, whatever, like they didn't go anywhere. Um, but naturally, you know, then they come back and then they, they do more shit. So um, it's a shame that this conflict is going to keep going on and on and on like this. It's very frustrating to watch and know that people are losing their lives and also being oppressed. Um, that fucking sucks. But um, I don't know. I think the best thing you can do is talk about it, cover it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we can move along here from the Associated Press. Authorities, TV reporter, girl fatally shot in Florida. Um, a central Florida television journalist and a little girl were fatally shot Wednesday afternoon near the scene of a fatal shooting from earlier in the day, authorities said. Um, the um, person who was detained was Keith Melvin Moses, who is 19 years old, um, who they believe is responsible for both shootings in the Orlando area neighborhood. Um, let's see. So besides the... Um, the journalist and the nine-year-old girl, a TV crew member, and the girl's mother were wounded during the second shooting. They were in critical condition at a local hospital. I believe there's a total of, like, I think five people who were injured in total or shot and killed. Um, and it seems like the motive was just very, like, it was just random violence. Um, at least it, that's as far as I know right now. Um, obviously this is just yet again, and up one of the, the many shootings that have taken place in America. Um, I don't know. It, it's obviously very frustrating just, you know, constantly seeing all the senseless violence with seemingly no way to end it to no way to combat it. Um, and, and like I said, there was just no motive. This person literally, I think they they shot a the mom and that's why you know they were on the scene to report and then you know Moses came and shot you know the journalist and then went and shot again like a mom and the kid so just 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 random just crazy ass shit um I believe the 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 crewman I'm sorry is in critical condition um at least as of this article um, but yeah, it's crazy. Also, they do add that worldwide 40 journalists were reported killed last year, um, plus another two this year before Wednesday, um, which is crazy. That's a crazy fucking fact. Um, I don't know, fun fact, if you, you know, or maybe knew or haven't heard about it or, you know, maybe haven't just noticed, journalism was definitely a passion of mine. Um, I would say like journalism, communications, stuff like that. Uh, that was a big appeal to me. That was how my major, <laughs> that when I did my like little semester stint in college, that was going to be my shit. Um, and one of the biggest turnoffs for me was I remember my teacher, he was just really keeping it real. He's like, look, this is kind of like pig Latin. Like it, this is something that's a dying thing. It, it's sad to say, but the internet is gobbling it up. It's just, it doesn't move the same way. Like, it's not like it will be completely dead, but it's just completely different than how it used to be. And um, I just remember looking at the salary and going, you know, like, 
I'm never going to be the kind of journalist who's going to be out on the streets. I'm going to be in foreign countries. I'm going to be putting my life on the line. I'm never going to be that guy. That's not me. I'm just too, I'm too, um, I'm going to say chill. That's the positive connotation I want to spin here. I'm too chill for it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I'm too lazy and scared. (laughs) So it was a no. It was a negatory for me. Um, And I had some other reasons to just not stay in college. But um, yeah, like I kind of settled for podcasting, as you can see here. But um, it's crazy that journalists put their life on the line every time they go out to do a story. And they put in so much work and they do so much and um, really the pay is not that worth it. Um, and then not to mention too, you do catch a lot of hate too because you are a part of a, a complex that is more times than not just pushing propaganda. It doesn't really matter how you cover it. Like it's just really hard not to in, unless you're like, unless you're at a, like a, a kind of um, news um, publisher that like is actually like super cool and based. Like and I'm not talking like Vice, but like kind of. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I, my, my, my heart goes out to journalists. I really fuck with them. I think that's a really cool job. Um, but yeah, I, it's not for me. I didn't realize that. Um, let's see here from the independent five people killed as small plane carrying environment workers to Ohio tragedy crashes in Arkansas. Um, now I thought that this was a story that was related to the train derailment in East Palestine, you know, the other Palestine, (laughs) Palestine, you know, um, but no, there was a whole other fucking thing that took place in Ohio. Ohio is on fire, y'all. Like, I know I'm covering it a lot. I, I do hate when I, I spam the same area or same stories and topics too often, but at the same time, this is a completely different thing that's taking place in Ohio. <laughs> also crazy, we have a Florida man story and I'm mean, not an Ohio man story, but Ohio crazy story. So, you know, that's coming up. But in this story, what took place in, um, let's see, Arkansas, um, at least that's where the plane crash happened. Um, I believe five people were killed. Um, yeah, there was no survivors. Um, the federal... Aviation Administration has confirmed that the plane was a twin-engine BE-20 departing the airport for John Glenn Columbus International Airport in Ohio. So, essentially, these guys were going to help out and do some, like, assessments and stuff like that. I don't know, environmental worker stuff. But, uh, sadly, they weren't able to make it. Also, another thing, too, is this is a second story in, like, I think about, like, two weeks or whatever. Um of like, you know, plane or aircraft going down. So that's a little ooky spooky. Wanted to talk about that, I guess. Um, But yeah, um, I guess we can kind of segue though into the last story that we have, Um, which I got to say, like I was initially just going to do a little four spot, but then I was like, wait, this isn't about the train derailment. What happened in Ohio? Which now we're going to get to um, from NPR. An explosion at an Ohio metal plant left one dead and 13 injured. Um, So this took place in Bedford, Ohio, which is actually a place that I have been. Um, It's like a like a sub spot of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, And the company is I Sherman and Co. 
um, which I believe they do like metal works and stuff like that. Like they have like scrap and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of alluded that overall, um, let's see. DiRocco said the building has been in good standing with the fire department during annual fire safety inspections and has complied to correct violations. However, the plant received several violation citations from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration in the last decade, according to the records viewed by NPR. Also, I got to say, too, it's stated in the article that they don't know what caused this explosion. Um, so that's, you know, a little bit weird. Hopefully, like, more will come out. Uh, da, 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 da. It was a maintenance worker who was killed. I don't know if they have. Okay, uh, Steve Mullins, uh, 46. Um, he died in the explosion and worked at the company for nearly 30 years. Um, Mullins was a good friend to all and will be greatly missed. Um, which is a shame that that's kind of all like the company can kind of wind up saying at the end of it. Uh, I really hope that at least the family can hopefully be compensated in this kind of situation. Um, I don't know, man, my shit's on 10 in terms of like these companies, man. Like I get it. Like it seems like they were doing their best, but it's also noted that there were definitely violations that were taking place. Like OSHA had to be getting, be getting involved. Um, let's see. I believe, yeah, four patients were taken to Metro Health Center, Medical Center, and then two patients were in critical condition as of Tuesday morning. Uh, Oh, yeah, let's see. This is what they do. The company recycles scrap metal into bronze and brass ingots and pellets, according to the company's website. Um, also it's crazy seeing some of the damage, like, to the cars in the parking lot. That's, like, some of the best vantages I can see from pictures. And it's also in the thumbnail. Uh, let's see. In 2019, an employee was hospitalized with third-degree burns after molten metal splashed onto his overalls and set his clothing on fire, according to OSHA records. Another OSHA report from 2022 shows the company paid penalties for failing to to control hazardous energy. Um, that's scary. <laughs> um, also, uh, apparently, um, this company is located roughly 70 miles northeast, northwest, I'm sorry, of East Palestine, um, where, you know, we've been talking about the train derailment. Also, I heard the numbers are super high. Uh, this is a bit tangential, tangential before I let y'all go, but I think it's like over 43,000 animals and or like wildlife have died from the chemical exposure so that's yummy but you know sure drink the water hang out it's fine you're okay says the epa um so yeah i'm gonna take my my little break while i shill here um but yeah patreon.com slash isaiah news um if you would like to help out support become a newsy if you will join the gang uh gets you discord link access granted you can just get that for free now um you can just ask for that i'll I'll let you in (laughs) um but also you know i do episode every week you become a newsie get you a shout out once a month and uh also get you like you know a little plug if you want a little advertising i'll do it for you i'll do that um let's see me hit Ooh, rap.
Okay. Um, but yeah, Isaiah News One at gmail.com. Um, that's the free way to hit me up. And then I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, those are the easier socials. If you want to find me, DM me, leave a comment, whatever. Also, I do have the YouTube if you would like to subscribe to the channel. Um, granted, it's just this. I don't know if you do get the commercial role, though, from the Spotify. You won't if you're just, like, you know, watching on my YouTube because I'm, like, so low. Or if you just have premium, then it's free there. So I don't know. If that's the easier way to hit me up or uh, you listen, comment, whatever, you can do that, too. Um... So yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for thank you for being a friend. Um, hopefully, I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye bye. Mwah.